want to welcome you, Katrina Stone Apostolic Church. You're listening to Inside the Pages, a comprehensive look at the Word of God. On Tuesdays, we are journeying through the book of Ezekiel and Sundays, the book of Acts. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The message archive, you can retrieve messages uh, from our uh, website, connectingtruth.org, and click God on Demand. Tonight, we want to continue our study, a comprehensive Bible study into the book of Ezekiel. And we're in the 21st chapter. We have traveled. And it is not an easy task in traveling through the word of God because uh, every message that you hear is not a, a howdy howdy uh, message. Uh, every message that you hear from the word of God is not a message that is going to cause you to uh, run up and down the aisle and jump over the pews. And, you know, some messages is going to send you to the altar and going to have you praying and seeking God. Uh, and so. The Bible tells us in the 21st chapter, uh, verse 1 through 7, it says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face toward Jerusalem, and drop thy word toward the holy places, and prophesy against the land of Israel. And say to the land of Israel, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I am against thee, and I will draw forth my sword out of his sheath and will cut off from thee the righteous and the wicked. When I read that verse, it really caught me for a moment and made me stop and, and read it again because the Lord said, I'm not only going to cut off the wicked, but I'm going to cut off the righteous. Seeing then that I will cut off from thee the righteous and the wicked, Therefore shall my sword go forth out of its sheath against all flesh from the south to the north, that all flesh may know that I, the Lord, have drawn forth my sword out of its sheath. It shall not return any more. Sigh, therefore, thou son of man, with the breaking of thy loins and the bitterness, sigh before their eyes, the righteous and the wicked. Ezekiel, you're going to cry before everybody over this matter. And it shall be when they say to thee, when they look at you and they start to wonder, why are you upset? Why are you sobbing? Why are you crying? Why are you carrying on uh, such a way? Thou shalt answer for the tidings because it cometh. The word of God has come and every heart shall melt and all hands shall be feeble. And every spirit shall faint, and all knees shall be weak as water. Behold, it cometh and shall be brought to pass, saith the Lord God. Ezekiel had a hard task, and I cannot emphasize that enough because the ministry of the word of God is not an easy task. There are some messages that are uh, you're happy to bring, and there are other messages that you are not. There are messages that there are times and responsibilities that we have 
uh, as in performing a wedding. That's that's great. You love to perform a wedding. But then there are the home goings that you deal with as well. Then there are messages such as this, where you have to tell the people, look, God is going to do something and it's not going to be pleasure is going to be something that because he's going to chasten the land, he's going to purge the land. And in this instance, God tell Ezekiel, he said, look, I'm going to not only uh, uh, take out the righteous, but I'm going to take out the wicked as well. I'm going to take out the wicked and I'm going to take out the righteous. I'm going to deal with both people. Now, the encouragement that I found in that is that the righteous were already marked. Because in the ninth chapter, uh, the previous chapter, the Lord told Ezekiel, he said, listen, um, I've sent my, and I'm paraphrasing this, I sent my secretary, I sent my servant down with a pen, and he's going to mark everyone that is righteous, everyone that's crying out against the unrighteousness, everyone that's praying against those things that are an abomination. I, I'm, he's going to mark all of those people that are steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. He's going to mark them so that they are not. But and so therefore, since they are marked and they are unto the Lord, the Bible tells us in Revelation, I believe it's Revelation Bible students, you can go and look this up. But but it says, blessed are those that die in the Lord. So whether God comes through and you leave at the time, at that time, and there are people, you could be on an airplane and it goes down and everybody on that plane is not saved, but you are, you're okay. You're all right. And so you don't have to worry about that. You know, as long as you abide in the will of God, you know, there's a song, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, is it Vicki Winans maybe that, that says the safest place is in the will of God? Uh, <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> The word of God is. And so uh, the Bible tell us that uh, that when it requires the word of God requires dedication. It's where the rubber meets the road. It is where, as my, my grandson would say, if you have weak ankles, get off the court. Uh, don't, don't come in this court with those ankles because they're going to break. And so uh, you dealing with the word of God. It's not for. Those that are weak, there. Some people think that the church is for is a crutch. Uh, some people think that that people get saved and dedicate their life unto the Lord because they can't handle what's going on in the street. And it's really the reverse. If you all that bad, you come into the church and 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 show your badness to the true enemy, and that is the devil. That's Lucifer. You know, sustain yourself and and hold on to doing what's right. It takes some guts. It takes boldness to do what is right. And, and so. Uh, the Bible tell us that this task, this task to handle God business, first Corinthians 1, 21 through 24, it says, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe for the Jew required a sign and the Greek. Uh, seeked after wisdom. They sought after wisdom and, and others sought after signs. Show me. But we preach Christ crucified and unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greek, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. 
Now, if you recall last Tuesday, we exhorted the word of God that, that the fact that when God drops a word, when God drops a word, you don't want to miss what God is saying. Too many people are missing what God is saying because they're caught up in so many other things. The Bible tells us that the day will come that people would have itching ears. They, they, they want to hear something that, that, that sparks their mind and, and deal with their emotions, but they don't want to deal with the very thing that causes you to be sober-minded. The very thing, the arc of sobriety that's going to take you from time into eternity, the arc of sobriety that's going to help you walk in the power of God. There is a difference in having a just a, a knowledge of God and walking in the power of God. When you walk in the power of God, that means that you can pray for somebody and you don't have to wait to go to the church and, and request prayer for that individual. You have the power of God to pray for them at that moment. The elders have the power of God to pray that sickness is healed and sins are forgiven. The power of God, the Lord said like this. He said, uh, go out and preach the gospel in my name, baptizing him in my name and, and all that you've heard. Remember those things. And he said that, that you're going to take that if anything harmful come to you, that you're going to overcome that thing. You're going to be able to deal with it. And, and so that is because we are abiding by the word of God. Ezekiel's task. Ezekiel, like Jeremiah and many other messages, did not begin with you're going to get a new car. It did not begin with I see you uh, blessed uh, this time next year. It did not begin, but uh, it did start with instructions. You want to hear. We want to hear from God. Send your word. Lord, we want to hear from you. And, and so uh, we need to receive the instructions from God because righteousness precedes the blessing. Now, uh, for those that have, and I've seen them, people have posted on their desks and different things, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, and, and I'm not going to uh, read all of this. I'm just going to skip through a few verses here. You can go back on your own time. Uh, but Deuteronomy 28, 3 through uh, 14, it says, Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field, and blessed shall thou be in the, the fruit. I used to like hearing that song, but, but listen, uh, blessed shall the shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep and blessed uh, be the basket of thy store. And, and, and it goes on to talk about how you'll be blessed when you go out and when you come in and your enemy and those that rise up against you are going to fall and you're going to have victory. But uh, what people uh, do not post on their desks, what they do not post on their refrigerator, that they do not post is that the 13th and the 14th verse, which is key element here, it says, and the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. We like that part. And thou shall be above, shall be above only and thou shall not be beneath. If thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside uh, from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right or to the left or to go after other gods to serve them. We don't post that part. And that's very important that we all understand that there is a criteria that must be met in order to enter into that supernatural. 
in order to enter into that. In other words, you can't live like hell and and expect to have heaven. Uh, mm -hmm. You can't do all of that stuff and expect God to say, oh, you know, that's all right. It's cool. with You know, we good with that. No, it doesn't work like that. Somewhere along the way, Israel forgot. Some only thought about the word blessing. Oh, I'm going to be blessed in the city. I'm going to be blessed in the field. You know, they simply ignored that there. it's an if. The introduction of a conditional clause. The condition, uh, that supposition that, that said in the event. It said, if thou hearken, if you listen, the commandments of the Lord. If you observe, if you register, if you take note, if you highlight it, if you tweet this to yourself and to somebody else, if you do them, thou shall not. Listen, don't, don't, thou shall not go aside from any of the words that I command thee this day. Don't go to the right. Uh, it looked pretty good over there to the right. No, don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. Don't go after other gods to serve them. Do anyone, as I read this, I was like, wow. And I thought about Newton's third law, that every action, there is an equal or an opposite reaction. That whatever we do, according to Galatians 6, 7 through 9, he said, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So if you do good, you're going to reap the good. Remember, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, uh, lays it out for you that you'll have all these blessings coming your way if you do what God is saying. The Lord has already spoken it in his word. You don't need me. You don't need no one else to come and prophesy that. Now, Matt, let me touch this right quick. Ezekiel's word was very specific. And so when God gave him a word and told him to tell the north, the south, Tell the elders, tell the people, tell the children of Israel, tell those that are. God was very specific in what he said. The minister that ministers to you, the evangelist, the prophet, the one that speaks to you should be very specific because God is not hard of hearing. God is not blind. God can see he's not like some of the statues that that we have been exposed to. God is not like those things. He does have eyes. He does have ears. He does have God can handle it. And so God can be very specific in what he is saying. So the Lord said, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man saw that shall he also reap. I'm glad with that. You should be good with that also, because it means if you do what's right, you're going to reap what's right. For he that saw to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Okay. But he that saw to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. So I'm going to sow. You're going to sow to your spirit and you're going to reap everlasting life because we're going to obey and do the will of God. So no matter what comes or what does not come, no matter what happens, we are, you are, your family is, your children are covered by the blood of the lamb. We are in the will of God. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Israel began sowing to the to me, myself and I. That's what it became about. You can tell when people are about me, myself and I because they don't show up. 
people are about me, myself, and I when it is when it comes to a conversation is, well, you know what? God is my personal savior and you don't know nothing about me. Uh, it comes to me, myself, and I when it's don't judge me. You know, it's me, myself, and I when, in other words, and you know, and, and if you think about that as a teenager, you know, some of us did this, not everybody, but some did this is that, you know, when you reached a certain age, you begin to push back. You begin to talk back to parents and, you know, and, and when they say, well, you know, I'm trying to warn you, don't go down that path because I've seen others go down that path or I've been down that path already myself. And, and you, then you reply by saying, uh, well, you know, in your mind or maybe you said audibly that, you know, well, I want to experience it for myself. Well, that's a bad thing. It's a bad situation because many come back wounded, broken, busted and disgusted after experiencing. They were not able to handle it. And, and bless your Lord Jesus. Some people thought try tried it one time and they did not recover. Others got blessed and they were brought out. Israel began sowing to themselves. It wasn't uh, they had no regard for God's word. They removed sovereign God from the picture. They removed him out of the equation and reduced his commandments as being antiquated. Somebody asked me one time, they said, when are you going to stop believing this? When are you going to stop uh, preaching the word of God? When are you going to stop talking about what's in this book? Well, listen, the Bible said heaven and earth will pass away first before anything in this book passes away. So uh, I will never stop talking about what's in the word of God until the Lord calls me out of here or until the rapture take place, whichever may come first. So I'm not going to stop because the book is not antiquated. We have not reached the end of the matter yet. We're still yet traveling through the pages. We are inside the pages. They thought it was unnecessary verbiage, and so they ignored it. They stopped listening. They ignored the commandments of the Lord. They refused to observe them. Don't they, they their mindset was don't 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 tell me to do it. Um, you're being judgmental. Uh, their mindset was I'm doing me. And so they shouldn't. Uh, they wanted to go to the right. They wanted to go to the left. Uh, they wanted to serve other gods. Uh, you know, it, it came down to what part of me don't you understand? Israel embraced the Egyptians and those, the Amorites and all of those that were the Chaldeans and those that was around them and embraced their gods. Just like people today embrace uh, Hinduism and, uh, you know, which is claimed or has multiple paths of reaching God, which is a lie. Uh, Jesus plainly said in his word, if you try to come up any other way, you're a thief and a robber. So those that are practicing Hinduism and, and Buddhism and theology and those things, uh, you're doing it the wrong way because uh, you're, that's a path that you don't want to travel. Uh, some even said that Samsara uh, is the um, uh, being the cycle of life or death and reincarnation or karma, the universal law of cause and effect. Uh, says that you've been here before and you know and so when you hear somebody say that that you know uh, well that's just karma what they're saying is that you were born you died and you came back and you're in this body now and you're and now you're suffering or you're blessed because of what happened in your previous life and that's a lie that's like believing in purgatory that you live here you can live and do what you want to do and then go into a certain place and stay there until there is a repentance of sin and then come out that is a false doctrine 
And so we don't believe that the word of God does not teach that. You won't find that anywhere in the Bible. Uh, Hinduism claimed to be one of the world's largest existing or excuse me, one of the oldest existing religions in the world. But that means that you have to stop back, step back and ask, well, where was Hinduism at when the world began? That's not the oldest religion. Serving God is the oldest of worshiping. The Bible tells us that John was on the Isle of Patmos and he saw a lamb that had been slain before the foundation of the world for you and I. We just came out of the Easter uh, holiday and, uh, you know, the uh, recognition of, of, of sunrise service and uh, resurrection Sunday and uh, some call it Easter. And I, I just want to know, did, did anybody trade those old uh, frail eggs in for the cross? You know, we, we go through this pageantry, uh, but what did you really do on that day besides just remember something that was taught to you or told to you? The Bible tells us that uh, the one that formed the galaxies with a single breath, who hung the sky like a curtain, Psalms 104 and 2, says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Who covers thyself with light as with a garment who stretched out the heavens like a curtain, who layeth the, the beams of, the, of his chambers in the waters, who maketh the clouds his chariot, who walketh upon the wings of the wind, who maketh his angel spirit and his ministers a flame of fire. Thank God for the fire. This is not the fire that Jeremiah felt, uh, but uh, at the same time, it's the fire that Jeremiah felt. And so, uh, uh, listen, some of us is not, have not gone through what Jeremiah went through, but you feel an urging uh, to minister God's word and you feel it uh, uh, urging to live. I can't stress that enough to live according to God's word, because the Bible tells us as Ezekiel was ministering the word of God. Ezekiel said, look, God said that I gave you my judgments my statues that if you should do them and you will live in them. And I set aside a day, a Sabbath day, so that we can have fellowship together. And it's a day of promise. It is a day of promise. The Bible said he make his angel spirit to minister the flame of fire who laid the foundation of the earth that it should not be removed forever. Ezekiel 21, one through two. I'm closing with this uh, Malachi. It says, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, set thy face toward Jerusalem and drop thy word toward the holy place and prophesy. I want you to know that it is about you and it's about the word of God. His word doesn't change. Malachi 3 and 6 says, for I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. What about you? Again, Sunday, we talked about trading in those fragile eggs, those things that that we have built uh, and thought was solid for the cross, which solidified the relationship with God. Listen, if you haven't given your life to Christ, if you haven't been baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sin, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost. You're missing out on the greatest blessing. Because people are leaving, people have money, people have things that they love and enjoy, but they're leaving here without God. They're living from day to day without God. 
They take on a material blessing. Jesus blessed people. He healed them. Even one time he asked them, are you coming after me and follow me for fishes and loaves? What about your soul? Is it all about the blessing? If you're going to be selfish about something, be selfish about you and God. Be selfish about your relationship with him. That I sign that. I endorse that. I approve that. God bless you. Amen.